0: You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, the t- The telltale sound of being ready to record a podcast is just taking a huge munch on some fucking chips.
1: It's my last chip. <laughs> I'm not going to be the first one talking. Who cares? <laughs>
2: I have. Hello. Peaked.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you said that at the same time as me it took it took me a second to process what you said because what you said was i have tea what i heard was chowder just going into his mic and saying i have teeth and i was like what that's yeah that's that's um that's what i heard uh definitely before jeff said what he said Hello, hello, and welcome to the Common Geeking (laughs) Program. We are a book club-style podcast where each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Levitt, and uh, this time around... Uh, we, we, we've been doing a few of these where, where one of us comes on with some convoluted thing and explains it to the other two people who are not at all experienced with that. And we're continuing with that sort of thing. should probably write a script for, for these kinds of episodes at some point. So it's not just me vomiting out of my mouth. Maybe even
2: come up with a catchy name for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, uh yeah that that can be a problem for for future us but we can call them the best episodes the most fun (laughs) and this time around new listener (laughs) extravaganza. this time around one of us is going to be explaining the lore of destiny to us uh (laughs) what
1: oh i thought we were doing undertale is that
0: true that's not what uh, I thought.
1: I thought I thought we were doing Destiny. Yeah, but, that's what I know. said. Okay, let's fucking.
0: I hope you're prepared <laughs> for this because uh, <laughs> it's certain, let's it turns out go. none of us are.
1: Okay, I have I have so much stuff <laughs> pulled up about Undertale on my screen. Let me pivot. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> hmm. I, I would like to talk about Undertale, but like.
0: Mm. but chowder's familiar with undertale i don't, I don't know I, I i can't decide i mean fucking one way or the other i have no idea about either of them really but uh, destiny was what i was yeah, th- mentally prepared that... for to be hearing about
1: yeah no uh, so i i am so here, here okay so wow this is something i don't think we've ever experienced no no before. we usually have a good idea <laughs> what we've <laughs> never experienced before in. is uh is so, colin not reading things we carefully talking, yeah. i
0: experienced that every time i talk to clearly. you clearly <laughs>
1: That's true. I did get my second shot this weekend, and oh, do, okay. So I got my second shot Friday at noon, and I felt like a little like low energy mm-hmm. for the day, and I was just like, eh, "Well, it's fine. I'll be fine." <laughs> and I went to sleep thinking like, "Wow, I got out of that scot free." I woke up at one in the morning with the worst chills I've had in Oof. so long. I just like grabbed a heating pad and like I got no sleep. I felt like garbage all weekend today i 'm fine it 's been two days now, so i 'm bouncing back uh, but yeah, I have not been paying close attention to much of anything and maybe have forgotten some things now. this could work fine either way it 's going to depend on chowder because if we talk about destiny it 's all going to be me, and i 'm definitely going to feed off your questions for how we how we yeah. dive into this. If we do Undertale, I imagine that I would recount my recent playthrough of the game for the first time and then let Chowder pie along because he knows a lot more about it. So I don't know which of those sounds more interesting to me. I'm the two still of
0: you. on Team Destiny, because the, the I mean, the mission statement for these types of episodes mm-hmm. is one person explains things to two people, not Fair. two people explain thing to one person. Okay. But that's just that's just my <laughs> yeah. take.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> I'm indecisive, okay. so I'll just go with whoever is decisive so guess we're going with destiny sounds good okay um, fair
1: enough um <laughs> there we go you do get a chip crunch because now i have to oh, prepare great. so so i guess uh so destiny is a video game uh, hey, series hey, hey, uh, hey. this is still the intro yeah
0: as much as we've bumbled around this i i have yet to introduce the two of you yet uh <laughs> We are joined by Colin and Shatter, who have at least once already said their names or someone else has at this point. Uh, this is just the way that this episode is going now. So I guess fucking welcome the chips, I guess. I guess we're just chill with the chips now.
1: I'm not doing a lot. I just, I, I it's a little anxiety here. Destiny is... Uh... Oh boy, if you thought tenant didn't make sense, buckle up. But
0: uh yeah, so um, we're gonna we're gonna ha- start so yeah. by having Colin summarize uh destiny and then we'll ask him the, our obligatory questions. <laughs> you
1: can't summarize destiny. Well you're gonna fucking I try my best to explain to you. Well, okay, let's start with this. So Destiny is uh is a video game. Cool. <clears throat> That's the basics. Um it is developed by Bungie. Uh, they have developed a lot of games, but they made their name with Halo. They developed the first five mainline Halo games uh, up until 2010. Basically, made the Xbox was it what it is today? Uh, Halo, huge iconic game franchise. And then they said, "Well, what if we made a bigger, crazier, wilder version <laughs> of that?" So, how we tackle this episode? I'm I'm really gonna lean on you guys to ask questions because. Destiny is one of the biggest, weirdest, wildest pieces of entertainment I have engaged with, because it is at once maybe one of the most fun and accessible games I've played, and also one of the most inscrutable, difficult to parse games. Destiny, I've played.
0: Destiny is the game that had like all of its lore as like supplemental trading cards or some shit, right?
1: Yeah, for a while. Yeah, it did yeah. for a while. So, uh. So, I guess I, how we want to discuss this, would you guys kind of want to get an idea of what the overarching story is, because that would be hard to summarize yeah there's actually a four hour video that will get you through the first six I mean years at least at least let me know um, what the yeah. setting
0: is because basically the the information i 'm going sure. in with is destiny is a video mm-hmm. game. Destiny is something that several of my pl- friends play quite frequently, and Destiny had mm-hmm. fucking lore cards that weren't actually in the game, or some shit like that. That is about yeah, all it's the information. Vaguely that I have. sci-fi,
2: mm-hmm. science fantasy yeah. is mm-hmm. what I so, pick up, and that's yeah. about it.
1: So we can either go down the route of what is the story of Destiny, or I think more what has the experience of Destiny been because Destiny is a live service video game, meaning... We, meaning
2: uh, it makes me roll my
1: eyes. <laughs> it, it is constantly online. There is new content in the form of, you know, scheduled expansions, kind of like your Worlds of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, I pluralized that in a way that was grammatically correct, but didn't respect what World of Warcraft is at all. Um so wait, you've wait. got those expansions but then you've also got things that come up pretty much all World the time of
0: Warcrafts because that's the proper no, name No because you're not talking the proper name is World of Warcraft That, that
1: is if you're talking about like <clears throat> lowercase worlds of Warcraft but World of Warcraft is a single right. thing it is the yeah. name of a game so you so would, it would be World of Warcraft You would pluralize it if, Yeah I said worlds of yeah. Warcraft that's what I said so I I fucked I up see. Uh, that'd be like if you had a movie called Attorney General. If you made multiple <laughs> movies called Attorney General, they would be Attorney yeah. Generals, not Attorneys Correct. General. Yeah, so that's, that's the what mistake I made. This is going great. <laughs> um, so I I think what I'd rather take you through is the experience of Destiny and how the story has been sure. presented over the six or seven years that it has been. Active.
0: I would like to know some ground level things about yes. what the setting is. If and that's. Not
1: the I, whole... I I think that this is going to sort of get you there for sure. Okay. So with sure. the, with the basics, I guess I should also say it is a first person shooter. Chowder's right. It is sci fi, science fantasy. Beyond that, I think we can sort of dive in. So for any of you who, who like me came to this looking to learn more about Undertale, let's learn about <laughs> Destiny instead. <laughs> okay okay i'm glad we had that break i have changed my pants after the horror of realizing i was leading this episode so uh destiny was launched in 2014 after a number of delays we uh, i as a large fan of the halo franchise i've enjoyed it under bungie i've enjoyed it under 343 industries i was like what could they possibly be doing next Uh, It all leaked, and we got to see some world details. Science fantasy is a really good way to describe it, because in creating the game, they at Bungie basically were like, we want to do sci-fi, but we want the mystique of fantasy. And they were like, por que no los dos? So they just smushed them together. (laughs) So the basic setting of Destiny, as it was communicated uh, when the game came out, is there's this giant white orb called the traveler that uh appeared around uh, my uh, life. <laughs> jupiter and and then mars uh we found it on mars in like the i think around t- it's either t- 2014 or 2030 i feel like there have been different presentations of it but basically went there we found it and we found out that this thing was terraforming mars it was raining so you're like <laughs> uh okay what's going on here it turns out this is a giant entity with sort of magical powers and it uh, uh, basically not only terraformed the planets but also helped humans develop technology and there was a boom the golden age of humanity was we were able to colonize mars venus became like a garden world uh well mercury had been but something happened to mercury I mean you can't, can can um, you really colonize
2: ooh. a place that has no people in it i mean
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we call it now. You could we could colonize the moon. It wouldn't be taking it away from somebody. It's it's a version of colonization that isn't problematic yet. It will get there, but we gotta give it a chance. So they managed to colonize these other planets, some of the moons, uh, and then suddenly this uh these alien races all serving something known as the darkness. Star Wars fans are gonna love this one. Uh they're all sort of invading the solar system, and this orb, now known as the Traveler, uh, tries to fight the darkness off. It is wounded, it retreats to Earth, and a multitude of alien races ultimately sort of whittle humanity down to the point where we are reduced from our solar system-spanning empire to a single city in Russia, where the Traveler floats above, and we are stuck below that. That's the backdrop, okay. and we play hundreds of years removed man, from that. Man, it just sound
2: yeah, man, it just sounds like uh alt universe Kingdom Hearts or something. It's just, <laughs> yeah,
1: you've done the Kingdom Hearts explainer thing to me, so this is my payback to you, and it's gonna make just as much sense, I promise.
0: So Wonderful. what does the what does the orb look like when it's wounded? Uh like, so does it have it, like it, it, gooey the bottom bits of it? Inside? Uh
1: not really. Uh, it it does look very mechanical. Mm. So if you actually just uh here, let me just drop uh, a picture from just the the original box art for Destiny in our Discord chat here, if I can. Da, 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 da. Copy image, please. There we go. Getting used to this new setup here. Upload. So the the orb at the bottom, you can, it's like it almost uh, looks scarred, almost like like parts of a building that were blown off. Except it's yeah, an orb, sure. so it's happening sort of spherically up the sides. So how big is orb? Um, p- pretty big. Like like you can see it from orbit it looks like maybe a tenth the size of the moon um so it's it's huge it's it's absolutely humongo massive so i said that the darkness was the 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 force that sort of invaded and that is called the darkness because the force that the traveler used to enhance humanity is called the light yeah
0: i figured that that was coming yes (laughs) i was just when you said the darkness i was just imagining a similarly big orb except so very dark color
1: instead when the when the game launched uh basically you play as a guardian i guess this is still true now i shouldn't say when the game launched i switched topics in my head halfway through that sentence so you play as a guardian um over the, the centuries of the Traveler protecting humanity and growing humanity, um, there were uh, people that were enhanced by the Light. Uh, they bore a lot of different names, but essentially, they uh, if they die, they are resurrected by the Light. Uh-huh. So you're immortal. That's actually the game's mechanic for respawning.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> is that just a way to explain After, <laughs> gameplay? Die, yes, die? A-
1: a- absolutely. After the Traveler was wounded... So they're doing the Dark Souls. Thing. Pretty much, yeah. No, it's it, it's it's like this is definitely not a Souls like though. This is absolutely an RPG. It's like if Borderlands went way harder mm-hmm. in the RPG direction. Um, and so it's it,
0: like you you you're reborn in like the same fucking place, or
1: so it's a. Uh, technically yes i'll get into the mechanics of that because there are these story elements that support the gameplay but at some point the game has to take precedence and the lore Mm -hmm. doesn't apply quite as well because it's like it's not as fun to play a game if you're playing for story i still want to shoot stuff bungie makes good games because they're really good at making guns fun which is a great thing to say in 2021 (laughs) now the the traveler when it um was wounded shout out a bunch of these tiny little floating robots named peter dinklage but only for a year because they couldn't afford him after that (laughs) Uh, they're called ghosts and the way that the game starts and even if you fire up destiny 2 which is the active game now the the intro you'll get is uh you get a little explainer of the backstory and then a ghost wakes you up and the little floating robot is like, I've been looking for you so long, let's get the fuck out of here. And you're like, uh, okay. The ghost leads you back to the city. You are uh, required to choose one of three classes. So the gameplay classes are Titans, which are meant to be very tanky, a more like damage based classes you have hunters which are quick they have invisibility and dodging and higher mobility typically And you have warlocks which are like your space mages so that's our friend austin he's a giant nerd he likes to role play as someone who reads books which is like why um so i mean (laughs) (laughs) that's typical
2: austin (laughs) I mean, is it really role-playing if that's what he but is? But that's what I'm saying is this is, this is
1: space fantasy. He gets to be a space wizard, and he chooses to be one that's a fucking nerd. At least I pretend to be a cool guy. <laughs> I know I'm not. That's why I pretend. That's just my thought. But
0: Yeah, but Austin's already cool, so he doesn't have to pretend to be cool.
1: Oh, okay. I got It's the inverse. I'm not cool. I aspire to the <laughs> Austin hood. It's uh, like
0: it's like in uh, in in Spy Kids 3D Game Over, how all of the 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 three characters that they that Junie meets in the in the game world just they role play one character to the left, pretty much. Yeah. How the cool guy pretends to be smart, and the smart guy pretends to be strong, and the yeah. strong guy pretends yeah, to be cool.
1: That's that's <laughs> that's exactly my experience with Destiny. So this this is the foundation of the game. You have your class. You then are able to equip multiple subclasses. So when I use the term light, it is not just this, you know, philosophical thing. It's not just this uh, ideological thing. It's also just kind of the name for the space magic that you get to use. Yes, the guns Mm -hmm. are very important, but you also have a series of abilities. Uh, Initially, the abilities were limited to void, which is purple, solar, which is fiery and orange, and arc, which everyone thought was ice, but it's electricity. Um that so makes more sense. It sure does. Uh took me a little while to get that straight. I didn't pay a lot of attention for the first year I played Destiny because when Destiny launched, you had your three classes, you had your subclasses, you had a story about trying to to, to save the traveler, and it didn't make sense and was bad. It was it was not fun. It was gorgeous. Bungie made a gorgeous game. It felt so fun to shoot things, but there wasn't a lot to do. This was pretty early on in the mainstream nature of live service games, and they hadn't quite figured it out. And we see this a lot where people try to launch these games that are meant to be supported regularly, and they feel hollow, because they've built all these systems. There's not always the content to support them. So what could you do in Destiny? You could go to earth you go to the moon you go to venus you go to mars so
0: i was saying there's no like single player campaign
1: it can be played all single player uh for the story missions but let me tell you the story
0: missions are things that are that were added later
1: right no the story missions were there but just to sort of like catalog the experience for you my experience with the game was i got to a point in the story where i was like okay this is starting to get good let me see where it goes next and that was it. Right. Um, okay. So it was, it felt pretty threadbare. Uh, I think you mentioned like the lore being not accessible in the game. They're, the only way to find backstory for the game. Uh, which its its most famous line is, I don't even have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. <laughs> That's the kind of exposition you got the whole way through. Something you can tell a writer patted themselves on the back for because it would work in a movie. Right. But when you have dozens of hours of gameplay strung on dialogue of that level of substance, it's inscrutable. You You can't yeah. make sense of anything. There are four alien races you're fighting. You got the Fallen, which are aliens you got the vex which are robots you've got the hive which are like kind of evil dark wizard bug people and then you got the cabal which are big beefy space rhinos and you kind of don't get much more characterization than that and and it's just really really weak story so when destiny launched everyone was kind of like is this what we've been waiting for (laughs) is this destiny (laughs) are you serious is this our and then you go to like play and then you <laughs> this is our destiny is to suffer here and the the gameplay loop of live service games usually revolves around repeating materials and coming as someone who like who played halo where you have a story and you can beat that story and then you have multiplayer and you can play that it was weird to be presented with story missions where it's like i just have to play these over and over again mm-hmm. to get new stuff And I was bored. Yeah, And people were ready to write the game off until a couple weeks later they released the first raid, which was called Vault of Glass. Uh, That's actually coming back to Destiny 2 this month, so this is some good timing. Uh, Vault of Glass is a six-person mission with complex mechanics, difficult boss fights. You need to level up your character. You need to get the right gear. You need to strategize what classes, what subclasses your group of six is going to bring in the game and it was the beacon of hope it was like this is excellent this is what the game can be so through the first year of rough little expansions it was kind of like vaults of glass is amazing we want the whole game to get there so the first year of destiny was tepid response dropping player counts and a kind of just like is this really what we're in for but knowing there was something better buried in the game
0: mm-hmm
1: have I lost you guys so far?
0: No, that all makes sense. I'm no, a little bit no. curious, that, like that follows. So these missions, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm curious about a couple things actually. Like how much actual? They're just like tasks, right? Like or like extended tasks. You don't get like plot or story or anything from these necessarily. Is that right?
1: There's a variety. So some of these missions were a straight-up story. The interface made it difficult to see, like, the order of story missions if you wanted to go back and replay them. Right. It was just kind of like you get through it and you're done. Gotcha. Um, unless you really wanted to pay attention. But those were structured story missions with beginnings and ends. I wouldn't say the structure of them was very strong, though. It just It sometimes did feel like doing a task right there were also things like bounties and patrols which are straight up tasks Mm. it's just like go a place do a thing get a reward gotcha very simple you also had strikes strikes are a little larger those are the missions that you're expected to repeat a strike is much more structured there's a much clearer introduction to it a story threaded along where you're going it takes you about 15 to 20 minutes to beat it and there's usually a middle boss and an end boss those are fun those are just fun missions to play but when the game launched there weren't a lot of them Mm -hmm. and the main game play loop if you didn't want to play player versus player you know online competitive stuff was to do strikes right over and over again and there wasn't enough variety in the game to make that fun those that's kind of the breadth of missions that you had at launch um, the, the, there were two expansions in the first year. They added some story missions, they added some weapons, but it kind of felt like more of the same. Any other questions before I, cause I, so that's going to be the longest section that, there, but yeah. So ahead.
2: those, yeah. No, um, go ahead. Chai. I mean, sounds like pretty, sounds like pretty standard MMO yeah. stuff.
0: I guess the other question I had to ask was like, so those, those, uh, like the, the added missions or whatever. Those are the things that, mm-hmm. like, technically you could do by yourself, but, like, really, it's the yes. experience is meant to be had, like, with other people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. I remember when Destiny was first announced, uh, I, I think I mentioned Borderlands earlier. Uh, I remember looking at it, and at that point, I'd been playing Borderlands with my friends Pat, who you know, and then Tyler, whom has never, who's never been on the show. Uh, I played Borderlands with them, and I got so bored of it that when this game looked like Borderlands, I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? And at yeah. first, that's kind of what it felt like. Uh, um except it was very self-serious and not as funny so i was just like (laughs) borderlands Um, but
0: not as fun cool
1: (laughs) yeah the saving graces of the game were vaults of glass and nathan fillion those were the two things that kept me coming back (laughs) um so everyone was like this game can get better so a year later 2015 it did they revamped a bunch of leveling systems, a bunch of interface, quality of life improvements, and they released an expansion called The Taken King. This added a new class of enemy called The Taken, wherein a hive god, one of those bug people, one of their gods, uh, essentially can render individuals willless into an alternate dimension, and then essentially convert them to his will, send them back and attack you. So it it remixed all the enemies with like this creepy thing. It had a really fun story. It introduced Mm -hmm. a new class of weapons. Uh, it, it, It gave new subclasses for each person so that everyone had one of each element, Solar Arc Void, and a whole set of moves and abilities for each one. And this is where people are like, okay, Destiny's here. This is what Destiny can be. And about six months into the... The mm-hmm. Taken is is what
0: people abducted the, by these bugs? The Taken bugs? is
1: what uh, the Taken was the name for uh, for this quote species, this army of creatures that had been sucked into the will of the king, which was named ah. Oryx. So they were in uh, one of the earlier the expansions. Taken was a playable class. No- no, it's oh, uh, so okay. I mentioned sorry, the four the four races the fallen the the high yeah when you said they call, added a new class I
0: thought that you were saying like oh in addition I meant a race the... I'm so sorry gotcha okay
1: yeah they added a new quote race of aliens called the taken and it just remixes the other aliens that you fought against gotcha gotcha and gotcha. calls them all the taken and they were tougher They you had to really strategize to fight them differently. And you suddenly started to see a little bit more about what this game could be because what makes an RPG interesting is how you can design your character, how you can build its mechanics to go up against the mechanics of the world. And Taken King was our first glimpse at like what happens when the game gets rebuilt to focus on here are your abilities, here are guns that do fancy things, and here's how you can mix them all together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it just really felt a lot better. The story of the Hive trying to supplant the will of everything and use the darkness to take over everyone's minds and fighting the guy that did that is a fun story. is very cool. And we got another raid called King's Fall where you beat the Taken King. It also tied back to some earlier story stuff because one of those expansions in the rough first year, we killed a guy named Crota. Guess what? Oryx was his dad. So we had a one-year-long through-line of like, hey, we kicked this guy's ass, and now his dad is coming to clean up. And it's just, it's where all the things started to come together, and we were like, okay, this is getting somewhere. It's okay. also a few months into the year where they really started to get better with live service stuff, meaning on semi-regular basis, they would actually throw in new missions, they would throw in uh, new... Um, uh new guns new abilities so if you played and you're waiting for an expansion you still might get something new Mm -hmm. um speaking to the gameplay i mean like you and i mean you guys might be able to speak from this for like other rpgs even stuff like pokemon where it's just like you know you have to go into a place you want to get the best weapons in your arsenal yeah And if you go into a mission with a different set of Pokemon, if you go into a gym with a different set of Pokemon, it could be a wildly different experience. Yeah. And this felt like a really good application of that idea to just a Halo-style first-person shooter. Yeah, I don't know, 2015, Taking King Launch, uh, really kind of started to come together. So I
0: I guess Uh, some of the stuff I want to hear about is because, like, yeah the the idea of of these episodes, right, where you explain this convoluted thing to us, the convoluted thing really about destiny is it's it's wild ass lore right yeah. so are there yes. any uh points to that that you want to cover in some fashion so
1: since we're on the taken king point uh <laughs> what was in the grimoire, this sort of online app only way of getting into the lore just
0: yeah,
1: is so crazy as you get you, there was uh, the backstory for Oryx the taken king, is that he is one of three hive gods now, the Same. books of sorrow, the sort of category in which they got all this stuff, um, which itself is filled with a bunch of references that like hey this is we only have one source for this information. Don't trust it, baby. Uh, <laughs> what we have for the hive is that, um, thousands, 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 thousands of years ago, millions of years ago, I don't know, long ass time ago, the hive were, uh, this bug species. And they are humanoid, but like, their babies are larva. They're gross. They got when you kill them these little flaky things come off. They're bugs. Um they were this weak species called the krill that lived for about 9 years on a planet called Fundament, which is a gas giant and they actually lived under the uh, the highest layers of the uh, of the gas giant. And the Fundament that's such a yep.
2: terrible. Yep. Name.
1: <laughs> yep, sure is. Uh so <clears throat> uh uh, the the original names of these characters, uh, Ulrix, uh, I don't remember their original names. Sorry, it's so it's so wild. But uh, Oryx has it's it, it's a lot of proper names. Alrix yeah. was uh, a woman, uh, a woman krill, uh, with sisters um, Shibu Arath and Savathun, and these are the three. That these are not their original names, but uh, I believe that they found a ship. Floating on the and on one of the oceans of fundament, and they ended up uh, exploring it and coming into contact with. Uh, a few worm gods, which were giant fucking worms that served the darkness. What is that? I don't know. But they spent a lot of time communing with it. Yeah, that's what I'm And wondering eventually... Is, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: Like, is there, like, the overarching story? Like, yeah, you can get into the minutiae of, like, all the different aliens that yeah, are all part this, of this thing, this but is, what is the thing?
1: <laughs> this is the thing. So, yeah, so we still don't know exactly what the darkness is. That We expect that story to conclude in a couple years. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, uh, the the Ory- uh, Oryx um, uh, eventually uh, developed uh, an ideology called the sword logic. The ideology is simply that, like, if you want a thing, you have to take it. And anyone who can't afford to take something deserves to die. It's very, you know, One survival of, of the fittest. Yeah, <laughs> a very survival of the fittest of the extreme. And on this, and with the help of the worm gods, uh, the krill were transformed into the hive. Um oryx uh technically a, a transgendered character was a woman upon assuming high form became oryx uh now a man, the taken king, uh because communing with these worm gods led him to an alternate dimension uh that we call a throne realm, and it is that in that realm where the worm gods are rooted, Oryx uh can pull. People into that dimension, and that is where he supplants their will. Because he's tied to that throne room, that throne realm, uh, if he is killed, he will simply come back in the throne realm and then just transfer back to the to the real life. And then, meanwhile, on the side, Shibu Arath and Savathun are kind of doing their own things along the same lines. Uh, eventually, they tried to supplant Oryx, and then he killed them both in their throne realms to permakill them. And then they came back later anyway. I don't remember the details on that because it <laughs> didn't make sense to me. Oof. Um. Yeah. I'm is there this concluded right enough for you? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's getting complicated. Yeah. Okay. So that's right. the history uh, of orcs in the Taken King. In the game, all you really confront directly is a big dude with a funny helmet saying, "I hate you," and you killed my son. <laughs> fight him a bunch and then you win in the meantime there's also eris Morn. i don't
2: even know (laughs) exactly yeah in
1: the meantime you're being guided through the expansion by eris Morn. she was a woman who uh, a woman guardian who went with a fire team of six to the crota raid the raid where you go fight his son uh way before we ever tried it and her entire fire team died down there and she was the only one left so for like a long time like thousands of years or whatever maybe or less uh she was just left to survive in the darkness of the bowels of the moon where the hive had dug she couldn't see so i (laughs) guess she replaced her own eyes with the eyes of a hive uh fucking awesome doctor skills uh and now she is like this harbinger of what the hive are going to do so yeah that's the backstory of killing crota and then killing oryx that's just one expansion
0: oh my Uh (laughs) yeah Oh yep boy.
1: so we're definitely not gonna get through all the things but i'm gonna keep no. going i like this i'm gonna keep going through well, okay. destiny <laughs> and you're gonna hit me with okay explain this and i'll go as deep as i fucking can
0: i don't know if that's what i want to do because <laughs> after asking you to explain that and listening to it for the past five minutes i'm like this is not content to listen to
1: <laughs> it is it is convoluted as shit yeah, uh, I think that I think that the high backstory is one of the most complicated. I think the rest are a little lighter and a little <sighs> more interesting. Um, so, a year after Taking King, Nest expansion Rise of Iron. This would be the last expansion to Destiny that they ever put out. Uh, Rise of Iron is focused on something called Siva which is a piece of technology developed by humans during the Golden Age, when the Traveler was like giving you a big boom of everything you could do. It's essentially nanob- uh, technology that you can program to sort of build anything. You could build buildings, you could build vehicles, you could build weapons, whatever. Uh, and the Fallen... Now, the backstory of the Fallen is that the Traveler actually used to work for them.
0: Uh, The backstory of the Fallen is actually that he was one of the 13 Primes and then betrayed all of his brothers while fighting Neenocrine. Okay, okay. Who's
1: (laughs) trying to describe inscrutable, terrible lore, sir? (laughs) Um... So the backstory of the Fallen, they were, and they're one of the like the main alien races that you fight in the game, is that the they the Traveler used to you know support them. They were blessed by the Light and by the Traveler, uh, and then in an event called the Whirlwind, uh, that is the name for their societal collapse, where the Darkness attacked them, and I their ide- ideology had shifted so that they didn't just like rely on the Traveler. They worshipped it. They built robots in its image to provide them food and support called Ether. And the traveler eventually left them. So they're called the fallen because they wait, fell wait, from wait, wait. grace. Wait, wait. Their actual race name is called the Elixni. But we wait, call them the wait, fallen. Wait wait, anyway. wait, 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 mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. They built mm-hmm.
0: robots in the image of the traveler.
1: They're called servitors. So they're, they're fucked. They built balls. balls, they built
0: orbs. Okay. I don't know if that's fair to say. It's like, oh yeah, in fucking reference to In the lore, it is
1: explicitly, they explicitly designed it because uh, that's part of the design language of the game is like, I mean, the Traveler is a big circle. Orb. Orb. So the Fallen, like, orbs. Orbs, yeah, they're like, they really lean on that stuff a lot. But it is very explicit that part of, that the Fallen's obsession with machine technology is based on their relationship to the Traveler. So, and now here's where just explaining the game is inherently going to get into some weird lore. See, it's a slow <laughs> build. I had to get you there. <laughs> um, so during during the boom, during the Golden Age, before the collapse, um, during the Golden Age, we developed the SIVA technology. And what ended up happening was some of the Fallen found it and spliced it into their own bodies. Uh, so they are, real, yes. real quick, What's SIVA technology? SIVA is the nanobot technology that you could use to build buildings and weapons and stuff. Yes. So the splicers basically started, you know, cutting off parts of their body and replacing it with SIVA. And that was just your antagonist for the year. The further backstory is that there's this in-game event called Iron Banner. It's just like a tournament thing you do every couple of weeks. But the guy who ran it, his name is Saladin. He's called an Iron Lord. We were always like... His name is Salad? Saladin.
0: Like a Salad Paladin?
1: Yes, exactly. Salad Paladin, if that's easier to remember. So Salad Paladin <laughs> runs the Iron Banner, and for the first two years, we're kind of like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? Who gives a shit about him? He's got this big Iron Banner. Who cares?
0: Uh, I mean, obviously his deal is 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 uh, clean eating and uh, the destruction <laughs> of the meat industry.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, so... That that or they just tried to make an Arabic name <laughs> uh, by smashing together syllables yeah. Saladin yeah,
1: and they then they and they fail. It's kind of like how in Halo Reach they had the name George but it spelled Jorge but they pronounced oh it George. God. It's a little weird.
0: <laughs> it's like oh my God. how all yeah. the names in Game but of the dude Thrones,
1: but you... the dude was Hungarian so I think they're just trying to project <laughs> some it's like. like
0: how really, all the yep. all the names of Game of Thrones have to be fantasy things, so the ones the people in the, in <laughs> the who who just have normal names have to be spelled super fucking weird, like Jamie is like j yep. i y m e e or some nonsense like that yeah
1: <laughs> like like you can criticize Tolkien for a bunch of things at least there's serious internal logic to his naming and language schemes. Destiny has none of that destiny, something else I should fucking say about this series is that it has the wildest names for shit. Uh there my favorite one of my favorite pieces of gear in the original Destiny was a cloak that was covered in duct tape and it was just called unbelievably old cloak. Then you compare <laughs> that to a gun called the Vex Mythoclast. <laughs> you have weird geeky like hard programmer terms called Lord High Fixer. Uh then guns called the Palindrome and it's the the, the 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 gamut of weapons is crazy. I just I got to
0: know what the fucking palindrome does
1: the palindrome is a hand cannon so it's a it's a, it's like a revolver sure. um does and it shoot it you at just, the same time
0: that it shoots the enemy
1: <laughs> nope it's just the name of the gun it's just a weird name That's and so even if stupid. the even if the name doesn't thematically make sense there's one called red death where the gun is red and you shoot people with it and they die and then you get more health
0: yeah yeah that it's, one makes it's, sense and
1: like hey that that makes plenty of sense Um, And then you've got – what is it right now? The – I guess falling guillotine makes sense because it's a sword that you spin around really fast. Um, Then you've got – But it's not uh falling. You just –
2: wait, wait. If it's a falling guillotine, you would – Assume yep. it's like a death from above. Type you would, thing,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> you
2: would. You certainly would. If it's if it just spins around mm-hmm. real fast, wouldn't it be spinning beating? You'd, 18 or you'd flying think so. 18, you sure
1: or... would think so. A lot of the the weapon name the weapons each also have their own lore, which now thank God you can access in the game. So you got another sword called the Lament, where you're like, why would you call a giant chainsaw sword the Lament? And mm-hmm. it turns out it's because one of the characters you've known since the beginning of the first game is actually descended from the original person to create the robotic race of the Exos, and the Lament oh. categorizes his story from losing his personality through these multiple evolutions of Exo to Exo wait, over wait 44 minute, wait, iterations in thousands a fucking of years.
0: Wait second. Then who named it yep. that?
1: uh Bungie did <laughs> yeah
0: but who can who in the lore named it that who was just like oh so i've experienced that, like yeah did he named it that or someone like oh i've experienced so this we, guy's we, journey of fucking lamenting losing his fucking humanity therefore this gun i'm gonna name the lament what like who
1: who is this fucking dude's so like I number one fan actually this is a good well, question no he said it's a chainsaw it sword, is a chainsaw right? sword um, I guess I don't know if the gear names are entirely diegetic. Some of them kind of have to be, such as the Helm of Saint-14, which is a helmet that belonged to Saint-14. Sure. But then, yeah, then I've also got, uh, you know, um, the, the Two-Tailed Fox, which is a rocket that shoots two rockets at once, each of a different color. That's clearly a Sonic the Hedgehog reference. So I don't know if anyone <laughs> I mean, inside I Destiny guess. is playing Sonic
0: the Hedgehog. Pull the fuck up. There are plenty examples of cultural things about two-tailed or multiple-tailed foxes other than Tails, the fucking fox from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Where do you fucking yeah, yeah, think I'm pretty sure it Tails
2: from? is just a reference to the kits- yeah. Kitsune match. That's
1: true, but the Kitsune doesn't have two tails anyway. Doesn't it? Um, th- but they do have overt references to other things in the game. It's so expansive, I can't remember all of them. But yeah, the naming of gear sometimes feels diegetic and sometimes doesn't. Because I just, I can't imagine, a, like, the, the name Lord High Fixer sticks in my brain. In In technology, Lord High Fixer is just kind of a colloquial term for somebody who really troubleshoots things to the extreme.
0: Ooh, hey, you know what? am I, So like, it might he's be the person uh, in the back of the store. We got and you we have got like, fucking fix uh, a bunch of shit. The Naruto also has a two-tailed fox.
1: Hmm. Oh, you just googling two-tailed fox? Yeah, things?
0: yeah. I mean, so far what I'm seeing mm. is the gun, uh just a photoshopped image of a fox with two tails. Uh, yep. tails from that, and then the the thing from Naruto.
1: Mm. But, so although, boy, hey, so back to details. back to rise of iron for a second this is the last expansion in destiny essentially we learned that saladin salad paladin that motherfucker was has way more
0: than two tails
1: he was oh, there he um okay. he was a guardian before they were guardians he so he could resurrect indefinitely before the ghosts and before the collapse and everything and they were called iron lords and he worked to shovel SIVA away, so we work with him to try to shovel it away again, and we find out that his entire fire team died and got corrupted and possessed by SIVA, and then we have to fight all his old guardian friends and kill them all, and stop SIVA from being programmed by the Splicer Fallen to take over everything, and we do. That's Destiny 1. That's it. We beat it. We got it. And so and does Destiny, Destiny 2 just
0: pick up from where Destiny 1 yes. left off, pretty much?
1: So, yeah, it, this sort of yearly cadence of large expansions uh, continues. Uh, Destiny 2 is a new game. Part of the reason they went to a new game entirely was to get rid of old gear so that they could balance the new game. So mm-hmm. they didn't have to account for all the old stuff. They could just start fresh, clean slate. Uh, rejigger all the abilities, the interfaces, the underlying engineering, and the netcode. They really wanted to just, like, best foot forward instead of tinkering with what we got before. Start fresh, do it right. Story-wise, it continues. A year after Rise of Iron, uh, the campaign for Destiny 2 is called the Red War, where the Cabal, those big rhino people, really come back with a vengeance. They They block off the Traveler and suck away everyone's light, and the story of the campaign is sort of building that back and rebuilding the guardian forces and the traveler ultimately wakes up comes out of its fucking injured stupor and helps you kick the cabal away Eh, sure whatever the gate might as well happen you also
0: don't know what the fuck the traveler like really is right also yeah we
1: still yeah we still kind of don't all we know is that it's an agent of the light Like, that that's honestly as specific as it gets. The stories that we're seeing now, because I'm not going to have time to go through everything, the stories that we're seeing now are explicitly addressing the darkness. Mm. Um, In the most recent expansion, Beyond Light, very creative name, like Fundament, um, we can use darkness (laughs) abilities for the first time. So we had our light classes. Now we have dark classes. Yeah, the first one that we've got is called Stasis. It is actually an ice power. And a lot of people don't like it uh, because when you're playing multiplayer, it sucks when you just suddenly can't move. Bad feeling, yeah. just mm. not fun. A little Just like in real
2: life. So when you when you say stasis, go go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go True. ahead, Chowder. Yeah. So when you say uh, stasis is an ice yes. power, it, do you mean that it it's like just ice power, or do you actually like put people
1: into stasis? You, it's it's it. <sighs> It is themed Cause, cause to be he, like you have casting abilities for ice spells. You can create giant stasis crystals. You can I my character. I'm a hunter. I throw shurikens that when they hit people, it slows them down because it makes them all chilly, and I and see. stuff like that. So it's technically not you know frozen water, but it behaves Same. with an ice theme. This this is part of why they yeah. adopted the science fantasy was so that they could. Get this very classic fantasy style approach to magic, but still have it grounded in spaceships and guns and jumping. It's like so, how in a, no, it's no, like that, how in Pokemon,
0: I how the actually... poison type is really just like purple magic, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically,
2: yeah. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I actually do do kind of like that stasis is. Uh, yes, yeah. like I actually have like i i an idea for this story, and there's this one character whose power is like manipulating mm-hmm. heat and you know, like an evolution of that ability they eventually get is like sort of freezing things in stasis mm-hmm. because how their ability works is just they're uh actually like controlling the molecules or something. Yeah. And like yeah causing it to vibrate more or vibrate less. And, yeah. I
1: don't know. And it's like and that's like the that. depth of thought that all that goes into all this stuff, but on the front end it still has to be like a fun shooter to play. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a oh, weird yeah, tightrope to walk. <laughs> what ended up happening though, uh skipping back from Beyond Light to original Destiny 2 is that by by giving it that clean slate, uh this is also when Bungie was uh working with Activision, the publishers of Call of Duty, to make this game. So they weren't allowed to call it an MMO. Mm. And Activision was like, hey, a lot of people like Destiny, but if you guys couldn't get from the descriptions I've given you so far, a lot of people think it's fucking weird. (laughs) So we're going to make this game easier to get into. And by doing that, they made guns a little less interesting. They made customizing your character Mm. a little less flexible missions didn't have as many things to get you so when destiny 2 first hit it wasn't like destiny 1 where people like this sucks they were like this this is great for a week and then they were like oh this is empty and then they got bored yeah so much like destiny 1 destiny Two had a first year
2: yeah no mmos live and die by their customizability
1: no for sure and it's uh it was pretty weak by the time the next expansion uh, rolled out, which was called Forsaken. Forsaken ended up being very much the Taken King of Destiny 2. It reintroduced a lot of that customization, the random perk settings on guns, so that if you, you could like really experiment with different versions of the same gun to see which felt the best. Um, it's when they killed off Nathan Fillion's character, because Nathan Fillion got a network TV show, and <laughs> much like Peter Dinklage, they couldn't keep him on anymore. Um, so it's funny, in the expansion where Nathan Fillion's character dies, he's actually voiced also by the guy that took over for Peter Dinklage. Oh, really? Doing a Nathan Fillion him. impression. Okay, what the
0: fuck is the point <laughs> of, like, if they're just yeah. gonna replace him for the one where, like, why not either replace him after he dies, or fucking, you know?
1: Yeah, no, Is I mean, they had to say goodbye to the character. You can't delete Nathan Fillion from the game entirely. What they did yeah. with Peter Dinklage, actually, was... I'm not going to lie. I like the tone of his voice, but he gave a pretty uninspired performance. They replaced him with Nolan North, who's a prolific voice actor yeah. in gaming and animation. Wow. They, they went with the most uncreative choice. <laughs> Nolan North is in yeah. everything. He's in absolutely everything. And Nolan North, uh, uh, it's a little more cartoony, but what they actually did was they they retroactively, they went back and they replaced all of Peter Dinklage's original dialogue. Oh, wow. Like, they redid everything everything (laughs) because they wanted the game to be cohesive yeah sure with with nathan fillion you can't do that so the nathan fillion stuff that's still in the game is still him but because of how beloved his character cade 6 was cade 6 if you deleted him from the game people would have flipped out he's so much fun he's great it's so fun to listen to so fun to play with um but uh yeah yeah, Ghost is that he's your little robot that follows you around and does stuff for you. He resurrects you when you die. To actually to harken back to like an hour ago, Jeff, your question about respawning, the 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 idea of how you respawn in the game. If you go into an area and you die, your Ghost forms a little bubble of light and you can get back up in a couple seconds or mm-hmm. your friend can pick you up. But if you go into an area that is labeled a darkness zone, functionally what that means is it's more like a traditional video game checkpoint where if you die you're just kicked back outside the area and you have to do it all over again right the the fiction is that because there are agents of the darkness present that the energy there that is mm. you know opposite the light inhibits the ghost's ability to resurrect you so you either uh. can't be resurrected as quickly Or you can't be resurrected there at all. So, like, when I... And and here's what I'm going to say. All the shit that I've been explaining, for the first few years of Destiny, this was not apparent. This was (laughs) not evident at all. Um... When I said that there's a four hour lore video, that's just one of many long videos I've watched uh, on YouTube from someone whose account is my name is Bife, where he goes through and collects incredible lore compilations of the game. And where Destiny has turned a corner recently is they're finally putting this stuff front and center. So like the Fallen, right? This this race that used to work for the Traveler, work with the Traveler, and they worship it, but now they've fallen from grace and they're splintered across all these houses across the solar system. Beyond Light's story was a story about one of these Fallen saying, fuck all this ideology, fuck worshipping the machines. The darkness is more powerful. The light abandoned us, let's join the darkness. That's how we get the stasis ability. We see insight as to how these houses sort of work with each other and are formed on the back end. Mm -hmm. And now this season, season of the Splicer, hearkening back to those Siva Splicers, there is another Fallen who is... He's with a group of Fallen that are not hostile, and they're moving into the city to live with humans, and some people don't like that, and some people do. But we're, instead of me having to go online and research what are these aliens, I can walk around and talk to people, and they're like, Hey, we don't like being called the Fallen. It's racist. We're called the elixni Not everyone's an asshole dick (laughs) and we get to see their babies we get to see them as refugees and they're taking all this stuff that used to be subtext that for the first few years i couldn't care less about and they're putting it front and center and it's just like it's about fucking time so the lore is still convoluted as shit don't get me wrong yeah but the interesting parts are there to experience in the game it's not just play through a boring mission and wonder why you're doing it it's here's why you're doing it (laughs) And you can follow the threads, Uh, this fallen, that splicer that's helping us now, I did a mission with him three years ago, and got a cool gun. And it's just nice to see that come back. So part of the convolution of Destiny now is that you have this weird fucking foundation and backstory, and it's all coming back. And it's all being roped in. And it's all related. So if you want to invest in it, it's become one of the most rewarding narrative experiences, which after the first year of Destiny, which was threadbare and boring, I'm astounded that I now think Destiny is one of the best story experiences uh, I have in a video game because of how these things pay off. So, Yeah, I mean there's something to be said
0: about like Mm – giving it a bit of bit more of a slow drip too especially since like you know this game is continuously added yeah. to so they can kind of take their time with and build up suspense mm-hmm. with things even if it's not like yeah. narrative suspense it's like oh mist like mystery and shit like that
2: you know yeah 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 and also i've heard i've heard from a game dev that like uh uh, uh some something they got to worry about is like uh putting the content in a game and then like The players uh, tearing through the content no matter how much, and then being like, oh, there's just no content in the game. That happens. Yeah, that
1: happens constantly. So in Destiny 2 alone, I think I've banked somewhere around 1,500 hours over the last three and a half years. It's a lot. I put a a lot of time in the game. Some people are way past that. Um, So that is a big problem because you have people who play the game nonstop. And then they're like, "Oh, there's nothing new. it's a dead game, and I like to joke around with all my friends. Everyone who loves destiny hates destiny <laughs> like there's there, there's always there's always something to hate about it because the flip side of this is now that we're getting all this extra story content there's you i mean even just I explained the respawn mechanic. the story is really tightly tied to how the game works, so I mean stasis slowing people down in multiplayer might seem like a bad sandbox decision for how you design a competitive game, but in the story of the world where these Guardians are competing to hone their skills, and also people just watch the Pv—in the universe, you can hear, like, random NPCs chatting in the background, like, oh, did you catch that Crucible match? It's crazy. Like, they watch these—the <laughs> multiplayer that you play, people watch it like sports. Huh. Like, that's-, that's how tight everything is tied into the story. So even if people don't mm-hmm. like being frozen in multiplayer, how are you going to explain the fact— that this new ability is suddenly gone. Right. Like, as we get more and more into a story-driven game, it creates, like Chatter said, those complexities where people are going to tear through the content. I mean, you still have to explain, right, like, flaws how... In the system.
0: How all the, the loot from Destiny 1 is now gone in Destiny 2, right? Like, they
1: explained that oh, by actually... blowing up the tower. Oh. <laughs> the place where all your weapons were, it got blown up in the beginning of Destiny 2, and people were not happy about that. Yeah. So what we're seeing now is how I said before with Destiny 2, they didn't want to, you know, have to rebuild the old system. They just have to start fresh. Yeah. They're explicitly doing the opposite now. We thought they were going to announce Destiny 3, and then when they announced Beyond Light, which we just got a couple months ago, they were like, we are sticking with Destiny 2, we are going to retool everything on the back end, we're in this for the long haul, because we know you hated it the first time. Yeah, that's interesting. Everyone who loves Destiny hates Destiny, that (laughs) creates balance issues, which is exactly why they did it in the first place, because you have this gun that came out three years ago that is like insanely powerful, and it can totally alter the chemistry of everything you do in the game when everybody's using a single shotgun yeah. called Felwinter's Lie, which also has its own fucking story. But, like, <laughs> the the story of the game is becoming more interesting because it's not all hidden. Mm-hmm. they're leaning on uh, and the thing is i've always thought the lore of destiny could have been a strength that was unharnessed and now it's finally there right. and the convolution goes a million layers deeper than i've gotten i've even been talking about the awoken which is a race of humans that in trying to escape to. the collapse <laughs> got sucked into a black hole and spent one point two oh no 12 billion years in an alternate dimension immortal evolved into a new race and then came back out the black hole and now they just kind of hang out with us fine cool that's okay um <laughs> that's just there but at the end of the day it's still fun as hell to shoot stuff in this game it's fun to <laughs> cast your magic spells it's fun to bounce around it's fun to listen to the people talk and it's really really fun most importantly to play with your friends so destiny's convoluted as fuck yeah uh- and they're finally getting better at turning that into the strength it can be and making a more interesting game it is a flawed game nobody likes it and everyone loves it it's fucking ridiculous
2: (laughs) so you know that uh that kind of makes me think of uh final fantasy 14 mm, and oh yeah tell me about this this uh, this is coming from a secondhand understanding but like uh, Final Fantasy XIV, unlike other Final Fantasy games, is uh, MMO. And when it first came out, people despised the yep. game. It was the, the mechanics. Final were Fantasy XIV. That's uh, the
1: MMO, the, the massive multiplayer online Final Fantasy, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. So I just, so I just yes, want to make sure so I'm yes. right on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, uh, and like the UI was god awful. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have like your screen covered in. Uh, ugly looking menus it was slow uh the story made no sense and like when it first came out people hated it uh like it got so bad that like all the devs like got on stage and uh publicly apologized
0: it's not what you want yeah it
2: it was that they opted to stick with it and like makes make like expansions improvements Mm -hmm. that made the game better and over time people were like hey, this is coming together yep. kind of nice. And uh, the game could never really overcome that yeah. uh, initial impression, mm-hmm. so what they opted to do was create uh, Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, which is basically a complete overhaul of the original game to the point where it's just a new game altogether. And it even, like, affected the story of the original fourteen mm-hmm. in that, like, there was a grand finale event where like Ragnarok was coming down and like all the players could experience it because like you could just walk out the door look in the sky and see a giant fucking meteor and stuff which eventually led to like uh, all the players being able in the original game being able to fight fight god and uh, resulting in a universe reset and uh, bringing us to Realm Reborn cut to today Final Fantasy Realm fourteen a realm reborn is beloved. Yep. Like like the fans of that game are like religiously in love yep. with that. It's a meme to like uh ha- have people like uh go into a long rant about how amazing Final Fantasy fourteen is and why you should uh, join join in and how like the first forty levels are free and what have you and like every like from what I'm seeing of other people it is an amazing game so amazing in fact that like i'm like thinking to myself maybe i should try that game out and keep in mind i don't like mmos i don't like (laughs) mmos yeah and but like i'm like "Hmm,
1: maybe i should try and that's the thing mmos generally are not my thing like i'm a huge elder scrolls fan i've played the shit out of morrowind oblivion skyrim uh elder scrolls online doesn't do it for me Even though it's gorgeous, I love the environments, I love the story, but I don't find the game itself engaging. Um, But Destiny, if you put aside the story, if you put aside everything, it is fun to play. Like, physically, Bungie knows how to make a game that's fun to play. And I think what you're saying with Final Fantasy 14 is just, like, you need that hook. You need something that's going to suck you in. And it's hard to get over, you know, a community screaming, Bungie, we hate you, give us more um but like yeah i'm also not really an mmo guy but i'm really glad i picked up destiny so it's i mean part of me is glad i picked up destiny it's been rough sometimes my guys i don't know it's <laughs> it can be really really tricky um, well i mean
0: it's nice to have a like i mean you know i this might sound like kind of a bizarre statement because i'm not i'm really not a gamer so it's like this is probably a more regular experience than I'm going to present it as. But it's nice to mm-hmm. have a game that you can, like, come back and return to a lot. Because, like, a lot of times when yeah. I'm done with a game, I'm just kind of done with it until, like, a while later. Yeah. Or, you know, you know, like, yeah, even, really is, even games I mean, like, that I really like playing, like Pokemon, it's just like, yeah, I still eventually lose interest. Even if I'll return to it every now and again, it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, you know.
1: Yeah. And um, now there's, like, a whole host of, of, like, new controversies, especially now that Bungie and Activision aren't together. Yeah. Bungie hat is technically an indie studio. Destiny Two is technically an indie game. It's self-published, which is of just a Bonkers. funny label. Yeah, yeah. Given how big it is, it,
2: it makes yeah. Kind of makes me think of like how Masahiro Sakurai, uh, Smash Bros. <laughs> developer, is technically a freelancer. <laughs> like, <he's> not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Wow. Like, he he's technically a freelancer. He he left Nintendo some time ago, but like they always like come to him and go. Come back to us, yeah, for yeah. To like specifically for one for Smash, reason or yeah. another, and he's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, 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 they also were came to him like, hey, come back to us. We want to wor- want you to work on a Kid Icarus game, and he's like,
1: okay, <laughs> yeah. no, th- I mean, hey, that this fucking speaks to his. uh, his viability as a freelance worker. Yeah. Um but yeah, yes. no. since uh, since Destiny went free to play, since they embraced the MMO terminology and since everything has to be self-funded, we've seen a lot of good new stuff cuz they they can do a lot more wide-ranging things, yeah, take more risks, but also there are a lot more microtransactions now, only oh. for cosmetic things, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned in the last briefing program, like it's it's starting to really wear on some people's nerves. And I'm I'm torn because, on one hand, I don't want to have to pay more than I already pay for the game because you, you don't have to, but I choose to because I like it. But then there's also this really 90s fucking looking set of armor that just looks like a guest spot on Fresh Prince <laughs> that I want to buy for my character. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, no, it looks it's so dumb. The helmet looks like Oakley's in a baseball cap visor. Like it's, I don't. It's so stupid, but like I don't know. It's it's yeah, a wonderful, you. magical game that is amazing and terrible, and nobody will ever shut up about how terrible it is. Um, yep. But yeah, speaking uh, of getting,
0: speaking of getting someone to shut up about uh, w- ways that destiny yeah. are. Let's uh, let's move on to the ratings. <laughs>
1: So I mean how do you want to do this? I mean at this point I, I mean I've said my piece on the game it's amazing there's just a lot to it. Um like is this going to be rated on like whether you guys would try it or what your thoughts are like whether what, what is this? I don't know it's
2: yeah, yeah, I think, I guess, like, from from me and Jeff, it's, like, how interested yeah, we are in the like, game. Because like, Jeff Jeff doesn't play first-person shooters, yeah, I was so I know say, this is a hard like, pass
0: no, on if Jeff. I, if we're rating it based <laughs> on how likely we I, are I, to like, try it, then I don't think anything you could have said would have made me go above a zero. Yeah, because no, I will vomit <laughs> if I play this game, no yeah. matter how interesting it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, just, like, I guess since, like, the, the whole point of it was talking about, like, the lore and stuff like that, I guess our interest in the in the story of Destiny and then Chowder, you know, if you want to talk about how likely you are to play it, that's, that's your thing, but, you know. Um, speaking for myself, yeah, I don't know, I would say, uh, it, it sounds interesting, I, I like, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have quite as many hooks in it as, as, like, it didn't have a lot that grabbed me because, like, the, a lot of the more interesting stuff sounded like also the stuff that is, like, has gone unaddressed, really, for, like, almost the entire, like, what the yeah. darkness and what the and what the big-ass big, o- big ass orb are and so, stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I, I would probably give, it like, a five or a six, uh...
1: Yeah, they're, they're, as far as those big story hooks, like, this seems to be, like, Avengers style, where it's like, hey, you right. played for ten years, and you're gonna get a fucking bomb payoff at the end. That's the promise right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I would say that the hooks in this primarily are the gameplay, because the gameplay is rock solid. Like like I said, no matter how much you hate the story, it's a fun game to play. For sure. And Jeff, you're just you're just never gonna that's, never gonna yeah, know. never going. And that's to. fine. <laughs> that is that is totally fine.
2: Yeah. So for me, like Destiny has always been that game I've kind of like looked up in the distance like, hmm. And uh and like the thing is, uh the only ever time I've really got into like a multiplayer really got into a multiplayer game was Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And that I fell off of because I didn't really have anyone to yeah. play with. Like, yeah. you can only solo queue for so yeah. before you just get fed mm-hmm. up with that. And, uh... But, like, with Destiny, there are people I know who play it. Uh, you, Pat, Austin. Mm-hmm. So, like, between that and, like, the fact that I do like convoluted lore. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: Shit. I... I might give it a shot at here's something. what I'll, here's it, it yeah depends. here's what I'll say uh, it is free to play there's no limit on it there's just content you have to pay for if you want it uh, cross play uh, between platforms is coming out this summer I think so if you want Chowder, you me Pat some other folks who play with some of whom you might know if you do want to try it out it's a free download You'll play that mission where you wake up in the middle of nowhere, and there are some ethical things I didn't get into here that I have questions about in terms of the story. But <laughs> yeah, you could try it out with us and see if it if the lore is as fun to experience uh, as I have failed to make it out to be.
2: Yeah, you you know what? I'll take I'll take you up well, on it. Yeah. Uh, I give it a seven. Yeah.
1: Good yeah, stuff. it's it's uh, uh it's it's wild. Yeah, some some else I want to say. Like I said, the the game starts off now like you get woken up by the ghost. I've been looking for you for so long. But there are explicit story things that say that this when you wake up you don't have memories of your previous life. You're just resurrected by the ghost and then you're basically in it and oh. I'm just like That seems a little morally fucked up. So they're just like cuz fucking... you're essentially just using someone's body. Yeah. As it's like you're not a puppet, you are a person. So then with, why do you remember agency. the next
0: several times you die? Or the implication is you? Yeah. You
1: well, I think it's because it's like it's the first time the light resurrects you. Oh, I see. Like I guess generates a new mind. But basically, spoilers alert: the character that killed Nathan Fillion's character was from the original Destiny. He came back, he killed Nathan Fillion, and then he and then he died, and now he's a guardian and has no uh, memory of killing Nathan uh. Fillion so we're told to like give him a wide berth and like let let him enjoy his new life because he's a different person i'm like what are the ethics of farming people's dead bodies to put new personalities in them because i (laughs) don't know if they're ever gonna address that one but i have questions
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is that is questionable
1: (laughs) yeah oh gosh barely uh but yeah wow i I really don't even feel like I said anything about this game. There's so much more to
2: it. <laughs> Honestly, uh, a lot of it went in one year yeah, and yeah. out the other, so...
1: Oh, oh, gosh. It's, uh, it's, yeah. It's fun. I'm going to play some later today. I'm going to play a game mode that everyone cries is broken, but I'm going to play it anyway. Proud of you. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, also, fucking Jeff, the yeah. guy who plays... Uh, have you watched season three of Star Trek Discovery? Yeah. The one in the future? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember the 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 admiral, the guy that was? Uh, he was in Vance? fucking. Yeah, Admiral Vance. Yeah. He plays a character in Destiny and has been since before he was on Star Trek. And it's so fucked because I like Vance so much in Star Trek that this guy's talking to me and all I can hear is Vance. <laughs> it's fun. But it, like it, it's really dissonant because his character in Star Trek is less of an asshole than in Destiny. So anyway, that's all. That's funny. That's that's it. Sort I of like that was going nowhere with
0: that. Fucking this is, like, only tangentially related, but it was on my mind from when you were talking about voice acting stuff earlier, but, like, fucking, uh, Frank Welker, who is the actor who plays a a bunch of Mm -hmm. different characters, including, but not limited to Megatron and Scooby-Doo and, like, every animal ever, right? It's just, like, he plays so many voices, (laughs) but then when you actually hear him, like, talk in his own voice, it's just unavoidably Fred from Scooby-Doo, and it's so, it (laughs) messes me up so much every time I I hear same problem it's with just Seth like, Mick oh, wow. Seth that McFarlane. was just the one voice that you just didn't do anything for <laughs>
1: That's how I felt with Seth MacFarlane when I was like, oh, shit, it's Brian from Family Guy. What right. the fuck?
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. But anyway, but yeah. that, uh, <laughs> on that uh, questionably relevant note, I think that's going to be a good place <laughs> for us to wrap it up today. Uh, thank you for listening to the Common Geeking Program. Again, I have been your host, Jeff Levitt. Uh, you can find me. I've got a YouTube channel where I do toy reviews. Uh, if that's your thing that's called alchemist prime reviews i also have an instagram that i once upon a time uploaded art stuff to like before the fucking pandemic and that's things i wish existed and there's a dot between each word uh one day one day i'll, I'll upload more things to that <laughs> but uh, and again i've been joined by colin and Chatter. do either of you have things you want to toss out there uh
1: yeah uh go ahead chatter
2: yeah uh Okay, so you can find me on Twitter and uh here here is uh an important change about my Twitter. Uh I changed the uh ha- my handle from Timul Chodery. Well, it wasn't actually originally Timul Chodery. My name was too long, so it was like <laughs> Chowder. Yeah, it, Yeah, be- and it cut off before the Y. So I've changed that so that now it is Timul Chowder. Taimul underscore uh-huh, Chowder. Okay because
1: seems easier. Uh, it's
2: it it's a little it's a little more on brand it's uh easier to spell <laughs> so I can just tell people and uh they'll probably be able to get there i guess <laughs> my first name would uh might be a hindrance but whatever uh, <laughs> it is my twitter handle is now at timewool <laughs>
1: Uh, I usually plug all the other podcasts, but, uh, I need some more people to do the Vault of Glass raid when it uh, gets put oh back into God. Destiny <laughs> later this month, so if anybody's playing on Xbox... So
0: you can find Colin on Destiny.
1: <laughs> yeah, co- it's the same as my Twitter handle, Sonic Colin K. Come play Destiny with me. It's terrible. I love it.
0: All right. <laughs> And uh, our, our next episode of the podcast is going to be our next briefing program, which will air on the 1st of June, and then our next regular, uh, no, not the 1st of June, the first Friday in June, sorry, the 4th of June, uh, and our, our next regular comic Geeking program episode will be on the 3rd Friday in June, the 3rd Friday in June, where my voice doesn't crack, which is the 18th. Uh, So, yeah, be be sure to look forward to that. Anyway, thank you all for listening and subscribing and sharing and everything that you do. And we will talk to you next time.
1: And I really hope that, like me, you have a greater understanding of Undertale.
2: (laughs) Ciao. The Comfort Geeking Program is hosted by Jeff Levin, joined this episode by Colin Ketchin and Timul Choudhury. This episode is sponsored by Summer. Fucking finally, the semester is over. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levin, and features original music by Colin Ketchin. This episode was edited by me, Timul Choudhury. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program, or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head to CommonGeekingProgram.com. Stay in touch, stay tuned, and as always, thank you for listening to this podcast. Ciao!